So I think that when we're conscious about, you know, our daily routines, the products and nutrition that we incorporate, that allows us to look and feel our healthiest. And it's just one less stressor in life and really helps boost confidence. So this in turn can minimize stress and maximize joy, which I think is the ultimate way to a purpose-filled life. Do you want to wake up feeling like you're stepping into who you're meant to be, into the best possible version of you? What if I told you that the key to your best life, health, and happiness are all around you? You just have to find what works for you. I'm Hope Pedraza, and I believe that there isn't just one way to live a healthy and meaningful life, and that all you need is a little inspiration to make changes that last from the inside out. Each week, I'll be sharing tangible tips and inspirational interviews to help you on your journey. These are the steps to take to improve your life and live with purpose. This is Hopeful and Wholesome. Hey, y'all, and welcome back to Hopeful and Wholesome. So I love bringing y'all new and interesting topics, and today's is quite specific, but we are talking all about matcha. And if you don't know what matcha is, you are going to learn in today's episode. But my guest today is Jen Lucas. She is the founder of Yang and Yin Health, and this is a lifestyle brand that helps bring the healing properties of matcha to the masses. And we are going to talk all about matcha, how it changed Jen's life, how it can change yours, and all the benefits that come along with matcha and how you can start incorporating this into your everyday routine. So I'm excited to bring you this really fascinating topic. And hopefully you can reap these benefits for yourself after you learn a little bit about matcha, what it can do for your body. Y'all enjoy. All right, y'all, let's get going. I'm really excited to bring on Jen Lucas today. We are talking all about matcha, how it's changed her life, how it can change yours. And I'm really excited to learn from you today, Jen. So thanks so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So let's just start with Let's start with the basics. What is matcha? So matcha is actually, it's the same plant as the green tea plant. The official term is Camilla sinensis. It's grown and processed differently. So it's grown in the shade and that allows it to retain its chlorophyll and amino acids. That's where all of the health benefits are stored. So it really just is stuck in there and it's really great. When you're grown in the sun, it actually zaps those nutrients and kind of dries them out. So the shade really allows it to to keep all that within the plant. High quality matcha, which is usually referred to as tensha, it's harvested and then it's destemmed and deveined. So it's a very intensely manual process, but worth it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so as you go down in quality, there could be you know variations in color. Some might have stems. I don't think you really notice once it's pulverized, but mm-hmm. just something to mention there. So the process goes, as soon as the leaves are picked, they go through a steaming process and that prevents them from being oxidized. And again, it allows it to retain that really natural, vibrant green color, which is the chlorophyll. Mm-hmm. It also gives it you know, the fragrance and all the nutrition. So from that point, it's cooled and dried. The leaves are passed through this air machine. And there's various stages that cool and dry the leaves. And then the grinding process where the leaves are ground into a fine powder. And that's it. I mean, what you get is the plant. It's harvested, some minor processing, it's ground up, and then you ingest it right into your system. Oh, that's awesome. So what are the key benefits of matcha? There's many, <laughs> many, many, but I'll, I'll just hit upon the ones I think, you know, are very important to people. So of course, in this current state of the world, it's really important how matcha boosts our immunity. 
So there's various antioxidants contained in matcha, including polyphenols, EGCG, L-theanine, which is a rare amino acid, and all of these collectively really contribute to boosting of your body's immune defense. And to put that into perspective, there's a system, it's called the ORAC test, which stands for Oxygen Radical Absorption Capacity. And basically all that means is it measures antioxidant levels in foods. And on that scale, matcha measures 1384 units per gram. So that doesn't mean a lot, but if you look at all the other superfoods, the main ones, matcha has 13 times the antioxidants of pomegranates. Oh, wow. 15 times the antioxidants of blueberries and 125 times that of spinach, which still no blows way. me away. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And those are all the big superfoods you always hear about. So that's, the, that's, a, that's a big deal. It is the yeah. major ones. Yeah. And just a very small amount of matcha equates to, to that. Yeah. Another very interesting one that still is mind-blowing to me is how matcha allows you to have a relaxed body and mind. So there's caffeine in it, but it enhances your mood with the caffeine and the L-theanine. But at the same time, it promotes a state of relaxation, which is very interesting. So that also helps with your brain function. And one of the additional benefits to L-theanine, it helps with memory and learning and also can support a healthy cognitive function. So it's very interesting how the compounds work to keep you stimulated, but maybe focused is a better yeah. way to describe that mm-hmm. and also relax at the same time. That is interesting. It is. So since it's from the same plant as green tea, I guess, what are some of the differences there between the two? I know you said like, since it's grown in the shade, it has, you know, more, I guess, more nutrients, but what, what would be the difference? Like, would you be able to tell the difference? You can. And I've, before I was introduced to matcha, I was, you know, a big green tea and white tea drinker, you know, with, with bag tea. Mm-hmm. And I think the main difference is the absorption of your, how your body absorbs it. Because in a seep tea, all you get is what comes out of the bag from the leaves, right? Into the water. Not saying it's, it's not good for you by any means, but matcha is just way more powerful because you're ingesting the leaf itself. That makes sense. Goes straight to your bloodstream and you get all of those amazing benefits pretty much immediately. Yeah, that makes sense. So people use matcha for different things. So can you talk a little bit about like the different uses and I guess some benefits besides those like health benefits from like taking it internally? What are some other ways you can use it and benefits of that? So after exploring this world a bit. And, you know, after I started my brand and just seeing what other brands were doing, learning about all these benefits, I really saw this opportunity and wanted to come up with some creative, innovative ways to utilize matcha in different ways, including skincare and oral care. So I worked with a professional who specializes in all natural products. I wanted to formulate an all natural face cream made with organic matcha powder, whereas a lot of the others out there use an extract. Mm -hmm. Because again, putting the powder directly to your skin, you get all the benefits of the antioxidants. And for me, having this be all natural and toxin free was imperative because I had cut chemical laden products from my skin and oral care routines many years prior and had amazing results. Mm -hmm. 
So how it benefits your skin, there's many undeniable benefits. Once again, the compound EGCG, it's found in matcha. It has a lot of beneficial effects on acne-prone skin because it ha- it's very, has a lot of antibacterial, antioxidant, and anti-inflammatory properties. Mm-hmm. So it can also reduce blemishes, redness, rejuvenate skin cells, and it also regulates oil production in your skin. It also has a lot of astringent properties from tannins, which people might be familiar with tannins from wine. I know mm-hmm. I was. <laughs> um, but these tannins, they're naturally occurring in plants usually and found in, in large quantities in matcha, but it really helps gently firm and tighten your skin as well. This is another one which I know I was really excited to learn about, but yeah. um, matcha also reduces dark under eye circles. Yeah because it has a very high vitamin K content and that promotes better blood circulation. And it's also really good for all skin types. It doesn't clog pores and it actually cleanses your skin of bacteria. So the products that you're using it in, is it like put into a cream or you put like mixing the powder in something? How do you, how are you putting it on your skin? So I have a, an all natural face cream that uh, has the matcha powder in it. I also launched a recipe book called Matcha Reimagined and it has some skincare recipes in there alongside, you know, some food and drink recipes. Like to do it to make stuff yourself, make the skincare products yourself. Correct. There's awesome. there's four DIY skincare products in there, all with less or just a little over a handful of ingredients that, you know, you most likely already have or if you don't have in your your arsenal. It's very easy to get. Mm -hmm. And it's just great knowing what's going into them because you're making it yourself, right? Putting it on your skin. So there's a a sugar scrub, a face cleanser, toner, some really great stuff in there. I use, I use them all and uh, will never switch to anything else. So So were you able to tell, I know you said you had already kind of stopped using, you know, products with chemicals, but were you able to tell the difference in your own skin by using the specifically the products with the matcha in it? I was. I always had a problem with my pores. I always thought they were larger than I would have liked them to be, of course. But I I noticed a significant decrease in my pore size. Before I made my own product, I was just using coconut oil, Mm -hmm. which is great. But you know, in the summer, you don't want to be putting oil on your oil prone skin already. And it takes a while for it to uh, absorb into the skin. Whereas my uh, product, it absorbs right away and you could kind of feel it on your skin all day long. Um, yeah. and you could put makeup on right over it. Yeah. I know my friend, she just doesn't even wear makeup anymore because she really saw the benefits and people wow. ask her all the time what That's kind awesome. of concealer she uses. Yeah. yeah so That's it's, crazy. it's noticeable differences. Yeah. And it's great to see others having really, you know, positive experiences yeah, as totally. well. Yeah, for sure. So I talk a lot about lowering inflammation on the show. We talk a lot about a lot of different ways to do that. And you've talked a little about, you touched on it, but how can matcha help lower inflammation? What are some benefits there for inflammation? So I actually have a whole blog post on this topic. Oh, nice. so that was great. Yeah. yeah. So lowering inflammation actually is not one of the most cited health benefits, but matcha has a very impressive list of anti-inflammatory properties. So once again, this great compound EGCG, it uh, can relieve flare-ups of inflammation. 
I had a past customer who had severe inflammation in her knee and she had to get cortisone shots. I I think almost daily, if not, you know, very frequently. And after she started drinking matcha daily, hasn't been getting the shots at all. So it really helps. And it also can reduce other conditions caused by inflammation, supported by research such as heart disease and cancer. That's awesome. So what are some common myths around matcha? I know I know people get really skeptical when you hear about these new superfoods and oh it can do all these things because there people do hype up, you know, certain things. So what are some common myths, maybe misconceptions about matcha? The great thing about it, it's been grown and used for centuries. So it's just becoming more popular mm-hmm. now, but you know, knowing the history is is important, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. And one of the myths that I found is that people think it has to come from Japan. Mm. Um, that Japan is the father of matcha when in fact, China is where it originated. So the Chinese people have been growing green tea for centuries and they had a custom of drinking matcha as part of their Zen ceremonies and meditation because of those properties where they're calm and focused, but aware. And the Japanese had, you know, seen these effects from it and kind of followed suit and took the plant to Japan. And and they did really, from what I understand, they developed the baking ovens that are used and kind of perfected that Mm -hmm. process. Mm -hmm. But the Chinese, they really have the centuries old knowledge of and ideal environments for growing green tea. One other thing that I've heard, and and, and it's still kind of mind-blowing to me, is about the caffeine um, Mm -hmm. content and people believe that it has the same effects as coffee. Right. Caffeine is definitely present, but your body processes it differently because of the compounds that produce the caffeine. And again, it's just more of a sustained energy. Like throughout the day, there's no high and a crash like coffee gives you. And you can drink it later in the day if you need to, and it's not going to keep you up all night. So yeah. it's just very interesting dynamic how that works. I think that was probably the most, because I, I drink matcha. I put powder in like with my protein. I have like matcha powder that I put in. And uh, I think that was one of the misconceptions I had because I'm, I'm really sensitive to caffeine. And so I don't, I mean, all I do is herbal everything. I think for a long time, I thought that like, because, you know, I always say, I heard about the benefits. I'm like, oh, well. And that was why I didn't do it. I was like, oh, it's got too much caffeine. And then the more mm-hmm. I researched it, I'm like, oh, but it really doesn't. So it's, <laughs> yes, it's a very interesting dynamic. And I, I'm the same as you. I I never did well with coffee. I, I didn't like that feeling. I'm very sensitive to it. And for me, I like the warmth of it, I think. So I would drink too much and I'd be like a crazy person. Right. And I just <laughs> you know, just couldn't wait till I came down from that. And um, I just said, I'm not, coffee's not for me. Yeah, 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 for sure. So I guess talk a little bit about how, how you should take your matcha. Like what are some good ingredients to pair it with? How should we be drinking it? What are the best ways to use it? Okay, so... Another blog post hilarious <laughs> that I have on my site is, you know, some good pairings with it. These are just a few of my favorites. So a lot of people use it in baking. And of course, I think it's more for, no- for novelty than it is for health reasons. Sure, but sure. just the, the flavor and things. And I believe that, you know, once it's baked, it kind of zaps out right, the right, nutrients. Right. However, yeah. right. it's 
still a wonderful flavor and the green color, but white chocolate is a very good ingredient to pair with it. So on my site, I think I have this matcha brownie with white chocolate chunk recipe. That sounds really good. And then another one, it's for a matcha white hot chocolate. And that's when you sign up for my newsletter, I have an ebook that people get sent with some of my favorite recipes that's in there. Another one is citrus. And it's really awesome because research shows that a small amount of citrus, like orange or lemon, when combined with matcha, it makes the antioxidants in the tea more bioavailable. So our bodies actually absorb and benefit more from it. Yeah. So I have a, a matcha aid recipe in my recipe book and I make it all the time in the summer. It's mm-hmm. super easy to do. And just after learning about the bioavailability, yeah. I will continue to do that. That sounds good. I'm going to make that one. That one sounds yes. good. I love anything with citrus and yeah, that sounds really good. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah. Um, and another one, a lot of people that I know who are just starting out or, you know, big coffee drinkers like to make lattes okay, and uh, like a flavored oat milk or almond milk, which, you know, whatever you prefer goes really well with it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a really good way to get started for people, especially those who are coffee drinkers, right. maybe lattes, because you're kind of used to that creaminess and maybe you don't like the strong flavor of matcha. Right. So like a midday kind of thing, instead of reaching for another cup of coffee, this could be a good alternative. Yeah. And like we talked about with the caffeine, if you do it midday, it's not going to keep you up super late. Right. For me, I can't drink it first thing in the morning. I need a little substance in my stomach first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had the same sensitivity with the bag tea, obviously coffee. So it's probably just me and people like me in yeah. that regard. Yeah. So I always have like a small snack with mine. Some advice I have for people just getting started yeah. is to really be careful because some brands can be really potent and bitter tasting. You want to look for a product, of course, with that vibrant green color, that just means it was processed really well and grown in the shade. And it just denotes a higher quality option. But some of the like really expensive ones, which can go anywhere from $35 and up for one ounce. Wow. And In my experience, they seem to be more for like the advanced tea connoisseur, somebody who really is looking for that strong, bitter taste. Mm -hmm. So the expensive ones are the ones that are more bitter. Is that what you're saying? Not always. I I just, in my experience, Mm -hmm. expensive isn't always better. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, Gotcha. (laughs) Yeah. But it shouldn't be if it's, I'd say, less than $25. 20 to, you know, between the 20 and $30 range, I think is good. Mm -hmm. Um, Anything less than that is probably a lower grade and more like a a food grade, Mm -hmm. culinary grade is what they call it. So you don't want to go too low. Right. Because it is such a manual process, it is a pricier product. Mm -hmm. But But it's like you said, you don't, because I know like the one that I take, it was pretty pricey, but you use like half a teaspoon as one serving. It lasts forever, even when you buy like, you know, a bag of it. It does. Yeah. My, mine is a one ounce serving, mm-hmm. but that even for me, I use two heaping spoons mm-hmm. and it lasts me over a month yeah. just that much. And I use it sometimes more than once a day. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. it does last. And then mm-hmm. of course is worth it to yeah. stick with that, that range price wise. Those are good tips. That's good to know. Cause I always wonder that too, like 
is it worth that? You know, how much more should I be paying for good quality? And at what point are they just, you know, hiking up the price and it's right. really not much better than, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's your good Absolutely. So let's shift gears a little bit and talk about your company and your brand and how you got started there. So you have a company, your brand is Yang and Yin Health. So talk a little bit about how you got into that and kind of your journey to finding matcha. So um, I'd always been a tea drinker. I mentioned briefly about my brief stint with coffee. And basically, that was out of necessity. I had my son a short 17 months after my daughter. So I just had to drink coffee to (laughs) survive. I don't think I even noticed how it affected me at that time. Sure. You know, it's all just a blur. But yeah, I was to say, you're just oblivious. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is. And so, you know, once I got, if you can get used to that toddler, newborn lifestyle, I just, yes. I said, okay, I, I don't, this isn't for me. And shortly after a friend of mine had introduced me to matcha and I was just hooked. I love the purity of it. I love how it's celebrated in tea ceremonies and as like a ritual, you know, bringing together friends and family, which, you know, now we appreciate so much. And it just really allows you to enjoy like the present moment. And it really helped me honestly through some very challenging times in my life. So after like learning a lot about it and I started implementing my own daily tea ceremony, which basically it's, it's nothing crazy. It's just my routine of making tea, I try to do it around the same time every day. Of course, that doesn't always happen. And I don't get mad at myself. It doesn't. But I choose around 1030. After I get the kids off to school, I do, you know, a workout or a yoga class. And I sit down and like check my emails and sort of plan for the day. Then I take my break. I make my tea. I try to be mindful of the whole experience, just making it and blocking everything else out. You know, I sit down and I try to taste and savor and smell all of the senses. And I don't, again, I try not to think about anything else. Sometimes I'll read or write or listen to a podcast while I'm, you know, enjoying my tea or ideally just trying to be still for those few moments. But, you know, that doesn't always happen. Yeah. 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 No, it's good. The intention is there. (laughs) It is. So then, you know, I just kind of, look forward to what the day is going to bring, what I hope to accomplish. And then after I just kind of dive in and and get to it. And after doing this, I just, I really found myself focused all day. I had sustained energy until, you know, after dinner time Mm -hmm. was energized yet calm and just all these feelings that I know everybody wants and that I had to share with the world Mm -hmm. deep down. I just, I've always known that I had to have my own business but you know, I knew also, although sometimes restlessly, that it would come to me, this mission, when the stars aligned and when it was right. meant to. Mm-hmm. So at the start of 2018, yet another challenge came my way, as they do. I was laid off once again from a tech company. And I just I knew it was time. I was done. It was the final straw. So I just I took that severance check and I was determined to do something I believed in that would also allow me to share ways to heal and things that have worked for me with others. And of course, in hindsight, this horrifying forced career change, it was really my way out and back to myself. So I had this vision of where to start. And it was with, you know, this magical plant, and then quickly learned after doing my due diligence that, you know, a lot of others are really beginning in the in our country and, you know, outside of 
where people already knew about matcha mm-hmm. for many, many years. Mm-hmm. And the others were really beginning to catch on to the benefits. So then I knew that that was like a good jumping off point. Yeah. And my previous work experience also, I you know worked in marketing, project management, product development, all of that kind of combined really wow. helped me, you know. I mean, talking you know, about the stars aligning, that's like, <laughs> I mean, you needed that. That was perfect. It that's was awesome. It was, again, horrifying, you know, yeah. just still is some days, but totally. Yeah. <laughs> you know, these little road blocks that I encounter, it's, it's kind of a fun challenge to figure out how to get through them. So mm-hmm. after all that, Yang and Yin Health was born. And again, as I mentioned, I, I started out with a matcha product. I knew I had to find a really high quality supplier who is also environmentally conscious. That was important to me. Mm-hmm. So I searched far and wide. I sampled so many varieties. I didn't even know there were that many <laughs> levels of grades and it, it was a little overwhelming, but yeah. I really resonated well with this farm that I chose as my supplier. They were family run for generations. They're in this incredibly gorgeous location. They sent me photos and it's just breathtaking. I really can't wait to visit it someday. Where are um, they out of? It's in this, it's called the Tianmu Mountain Nature Reserve in Southern China. That's awesome. So it's an undeveloped valley. It's 2000 feet above sea level. There's significant change in temperature between morning and night, year round fog, very humid. And so it just really allows for the ideal location to make, they make all different, grow all different types of tea as well. But it's just, I just knew after seeing it and talking with them and, and understanding you know, that not only are they USDA organic certified, they're European, you know, certified by European standards. I use that matcha also in my face cream. I have a, an all natural toothpaste product as well. However, we went with green tea extract because when we were formulating it, we tried it with matcha, but it turned, it reacted with one of the other ingredients, mm. kind of turned brown. And I'm yeah. just like, yeah, that's not gonna work. <laughs> it looks not good. Not I don't know. <laughs> yeah, what's gonna happen after a while? So we went with green tea extract, which was really interesting because afterwards, I have a medical and environmental researcher who I have her go through all the ingredients, in my products and research them just to make sure you know, everything's sure, really good and beneficial to our mm-hmm. systems. Green tea extract is actually scientifically proven to reduce and prevent gingivitis and gum disease. Oh, wow. It ended up working out really well. Yeah, no kidding. And I didn't know that. That's that's crazy. It is. There's Mm -hmm. there's a ton of research done on PubMed and and things like that that verify this. And so, again, stars aligned. There was this little roadblock. Just lined up. That's crazy. Yeah. That's great. That's awesome. So, where can people find you and everything? Because do you sell sell your products online? I do online. I hope to get in retailers, but you know, just trying to be mindful and not overwhelm myself too much. Um, So just online on my website at yangyinhealth.com. I'm on Instagram at yangyinhealth and also have, you know, you can access my shop through my Instagram page. Same with Facebook, yangyinhealth. And the shop is connected to that as well. Awesome. So I like to end with the same question for everyone. So we're going to end with this question. What is the most important thing people can do to live with purpose? So 
I think that when we're conscious about, you know, our daily routines, the products and nutrition that we incorporate, that allows us to look and feel our healthiest. And it's just one less stressor in life and really helps boost confidence. So this in turn can minimize stress and maximize joy, which I think is the ultimate way to a purpose-filled life. Totally. I love that. (laughs) True words. I love it. Thanks so much, Jen. This is great. I'm excited to try out your recipes and everybody else's too. That I'm really excited to to share what I mean, all these benefits are so amazing. And I'm so glad that you found your like your life's purpose and sharing this with other people because I know this is going to help so many people as well. So thanks so much for sharing Thank you. Your knowledge and all that. It's great. Thank yeah, you. This is great. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Hopeful and Wholesome, y'all. If you found value in this week's episode, please subscribe on iTunes wherever you get your podcast and leave a review to let me know what you thought. I'd love to know what you find useful in these episodes so I know how I can provide the most value I can to my listeners. And if you have topics that you want to know more about, I'd love to hear those as well. So shoot me a message on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. It's at the Hope Pedraza or visit my website, hopefulandwholesome.com. Thanks, y'all.